what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Leadership GPS, insightful conversations about leadership and what it takes to be successful in today's rapidly changing organizations. Hello and welcome to Leadership GPS. This is our fourth episode. And just as always, it's uh, the two of us around the table. Tony Jackson, how are you? I'm fine, Alan. How are you doing? Good, good. And this is Alan Jackson, and we are both with the Jackson Group, father and son, and both involved to some degree in leadership development and coaching. Tony more so on a direct level, and I deal more with employee satisfaction and surveys, which is kind of leading into a little bit of our topic today that we are going to talk about for those of you in the leadership roles or looking to be in leadership roles in the future. Let's talk about the idea of what makes up employee satisfaction versus what makes up employee engagement. The reason we want to talk about this is as a leader, we all have to deal with how satisfied slash engaged our employees are in the workforce that we have them in, in the organization. Some people may think, Dad, that the word satisfaction and engagement are basically the same. If, if you're a satisfied employee, you're engaged as well. But we all know from our research and some of the work we've done with a lot of clients, that's not the case. So let's start off talking a little bit first about what it means for a, an employee to be satisfied versus what it means for an employee to be engaged. So, Dad, if I toss it over to you, when you hear the word satisfaction, what what does that mean to you in terms of uh, employee uh, and how they feel about their, their workplace and the work environment? Well, let me ask you a question or two first. Okay, reverse. sure. Uh, first of all, you're right in saying that people use these terms interchangeably. Uh, unfortunately, they're not interchangeable. There are two different aspects of the work culture or the work climate that people may choose to become involved with in their job, or they may not. Let me ask you a key question, Alan. Are you mm-hmm. satisfied with your work here at the Jackson Group? Yes. How do you know? Uh, I look forward to work every day. Look forward to work. Yes. As I a look way out. to get away from home? Or <laughs> <is> that- <laughs> no, no. I just uh, uh, it's, a, it's a good balance. I enjoy coming in every day. I enjoy what I do day to day for the most part. You enjoy what you do for the most part? Yeah, sure. Every day. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you engaged in this work that you do? Yes. And how do you know that? Uh, because I've done the research and I know what engagement is. So I know, I know that I am, um, I'm engaged in that. I feel like what I do makes a difference to the organization. I feel like this is the type of work I want to be doing. And this is the type of organization I want to be a part of. Okay. All right. See, I've already done the research. I I kind of of shut down your question. All right. But this, this is here. We come here with another one. All right. Do you love your wife, Suzanne? Oh, yes, absolutely. (laughs) I hope she's listening to this. Yes. Do you like everything Suzanne does? Do I like everything my wife does? Well, I see, when you're drying time, you always repeat the question. I know. (laughs) Just go ahead and answer it. Like everything? Okay, not 100%. Not 100%? We're we're definitely in the 90-plus percent on on that, but not everything. But there's some things that you say, oh, my God, I can't believe she did that, or not that again, or whatever, right? Sure. Just as I'm sure okay. she can say the same about me. Yes, I know. And she does. <laughs> That's the difference between engagement and satisfaction. Okay. Satisfaction is liking those things around you that you encounter every day. Right. In the workplace. Liking being the key word. Liking, filing, satisfaction. You're being okay with it. It's one of your favorite okay. words, you know. Mm-hmm. And for the listening audience, you have to know that one of the things that Alan always says when I ask him how, how something was, it was okay. How was that movie, Alan? It was okay. 
Okay, well, is a, okay is a good good level for me. Well, okay, that's a, a real um, interesting point. <laughs> the thing is that satisfaction relates to those things around us every day at work that are part of our work environment and they affect us every day. Mm-hmm. It's how much we're paid, whether or not we think that pay is comparable to the amount of work that we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's whether or not the staffing level is appropriate in the work area that we work in to get the job done. It's a matter of whether or not the benefit package meets our needs. It's a matter of the heat, the temperature, the coolness or not in the workplace. It's a matter of how attractive the place is that we work in. It's a matter of the quality of the other employees that work around you, all those types of things. Okay. Okay? So for a person to say, I'm satisfied with my work or with my workplace, they're really related to two things. Satisfied with my work means that I get some degree of personal, hmm, return out of the job that I'm assigned to do. Okay. She's, you know, that type of thing. And what do you normally define as return? What? Well, you know, I'm okay with it, <laughs> to mm-hmm. use your term. Right. I'm okay. okay with it. I don't rail against it. I don't find fault with it. it. You got me in this job, fine. It's a job, and I'm okay with that job. Okay. The workplace satisfaction means those factors I just talked about, you know, mm-hmm. those things that are controllable about that an organization holds out to people and says, this is what we offer you. Now, unfortunately, that's been the model for a long time. We've sold people on, we can help create satisfaction for you in this workplace mm-hmm. by where you chose to work and what we give you. So things like schedule, you know, work hours, uh, the kind of equipment they use, if they've got a nice computer to use, those are things that all factor into the idea of satisfaction. Yep. So if an organization is trying to satisfy someone, it's really boiling down to those things around their work environment that help them do their job or make up their job day to day. It's almost like saying to Suzanne, your mm-hmm. wife, if she says, you like everything I do, you say, well, you're, you're okay. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's not a rip roaring success statement right. like that. Right. But obviously it does portray to her that you're not too far off base. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So satisfaction, it's kind of a mellow term. If you think about it. satisfaction, yeah. It doesn't say excited. It doesn't say pumped up. It didn't say involved. It all those types of things. That's where we get into engagement. Well, before we get into engagement idea, could it be that satisfaction, if someone says they're satisfied with their job, could it be that they're satisfied with their job because they really don't have to do a lot in their job? Sure. It's not a very challenging job. Oh, absolutely. No, that's a good satisfaction measure. Absolutely. So sometimes if we say we're trying to measure or trying to push for employee satisfaction, that may not be always what you want necessarily in that in those terms anyway. I'm working with a group uh, in, a, in a state right now, not our own state, where they have some real severe issues, and I'll get into more detail about that later, but their real issue is the, is the, the division between their level of engagement and their job satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Now, let me describe one or a couple of aspects of that work group to you and tell me whether or not you think that portrays them as a satisfied work group. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's a small work group. They tend to like most of each other in the work group. That's a satisfaction measure. Okay. Mm-hmm. They have longevity in their jobs. In fact, the shortest tenure in this work group, shortest tenure is like 13 years mm. in that work group of 18 people. The longest tenure is 44 years. Now, you're asking me, is that a symptom sign, of satisfaction? Is that a sign of satisfaction, you think, in the job? Um, to some degree, yes. Mm-hmm. What else could be? could it be then? 
It could be engagement, which I know we're going to talk about because somebody feels like they're really committed to what Mm -hmm. they do in the organization. But it could also be because they just all happen to like the workplace and they like each other and they're okay doing what they do day to day. Their employee survey asks about satisfaction, and they are almost to a person satisfied with what they do with their job. That's what it stated. Sure. Okay. At the same time, in the words of one or two of the people that I interviewed and talked to, they said, basically, we got it made. We mm-hmm. don't have to do a whole lot. There you go. Uh, you're, you know, you're, you're lucky if you get more than four hours a day out of us. Nobody's pushing us. This wow. is a cushy job. See, and that's, uh, <laughs> See? that's the thing. That can lead anybody to be satisfied. So yeah. if we're going out saying, well, let's ask employees if they're satisfied, and that's our number one goal, uh, it's not always matching up with what the organization ought to be doing for success. Yep, that's right. Okay. It could mean low demand. It could be I'm not under stress, so it's okay, those right. types of things. Sure. Right? It's it's a factor of how I relate to where you've placed me, mm-hmm. you know, doing what, that type of thing. Now, let's not discount. I don't want anybody listening to think that satisfaction is not an important measure. I mean, it is still something that needs to be measured, something that needs to be gauged because – you know, you could have a very committed, engaged workplace, which we'll talk about engagement in just a minute. But if they're not satisfied day to day, that's still an issue. Oh, yeah. And they'll yeah. leave because of that, right. given the choice. Yeah. A lot of people do leave because they're not satisfied in their job. In other words, they're not getting that personal return. Related to this thing about reciprocity, Alan, mm-hmm. satisfaction. Right. Most people tend to be satisfied in their work if they feel an equal balance between what they're asked to give up every day and mm-hmm. what they feel they get back every day. Okay. All right? Sure. That's satisfaction. It's, reciprocity is that social interaction that says, I gave you such and such, I'm, am I going to get it back? Mm-hmm. I use this example a lot. I still open the door for, for ladies. Mm-hmm. I assume they're ladies, but in, in, for anybody, really. Right. What do I expect in return if I open the door for somebody? Thank you. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. What do I do if I don't get it? You get frustrated. I get frustrated. <laughs> or, I'll say, yeah, that's right. or I'll speak under my breath at them, yeah, or right. I'll wait till they walk away and say, you're welcome, uh-huh, you know, right. like as a little reminder. All right? Sure. I, I don't intend to stay there the rest of the day and wait for them to come back through the door just so I can sit there with my arms folded. Right. Uh, Christmas time. We're coming up on Christmas time in mm-hmm. a couple months. I remember specifically sometimes that uh, people will – get a Christmas card from somebody they didn't remember to send one to. Yes. So what do they do that afternoon? They dash off one really quick, get in the mail, so you could claim that they just passed the They just passed in the, the mail. mail. That's, That's right. right. Balance right. the scales. Somebody comes to the door and said, the neighbor, and said, here's your Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. We think so much of you. Yes. And you're sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, I didn't get them anything. Yeah. Honey, go get the fruitcake. You know, That's right. That's why we keep a nice tree. stock of additional gifts in the house. Fruitcake, wine, all those, all those generic right. things. And then say, we got yours right here. Right. Give it back. Balancing the scales. Right, so that's all reciprocity. Is that's, the idea that you give something, you get something back in return. That's exactly right. Now, mm-hmm. you think people do that every day at work? Do they make that mental calculations? No, not every day. But I think I think over a, a, a length of time, you start to look at it. So yeah, I mean, it, it may usually be, we we address it when it gets out of balance. Okay, right. Somebody's uh, a department is low staffed, mm-hmm. but the work level increases. Right. Everybody's under each other's thumb. They're Bumping in each other, getting cross with each other, the workload is the enemy, mm-hmm. and then it becomes senior leadership who's the, the enemy because they're not hiring enough staff. So usually when those things start getting out of balance and we feel they're out of balance, mm-hmm. that, that's when we notice them. We have dinner with a neighbor who says, oh, uh, yeah, I get, I do similar work to you. Boy, didn't it pay well? And you're sitting there thinking, no, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and you get aware of that imbalance. Okay. 
So that's when people tend to, to look at that pretty closely about the imbalance in satisfaction. Mm-hmm. As long as those things are okay, it's just like studies have shown for years that it's not the presence of more money that creates higher satisfaction for people right. in a workplace. But the absence of an expected level of money or salary creates huge dissatisfaction. I think that's the the word expected. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you are putting in tons of of hours of work over and above the call of duty and you don't feel like your pay is what you deserve, that's where the issue comes in. Uh, And I can see where when things start to get busy in a workplace, it starts to raise a little more of the eyebrows about, okay, am I getting paid for this or not? So like you said, it may not be a day-to-day thing, but it's when – something starts to feel out of balance is yeah. when you start questioning yeah. it a lot more. Here's right. another question for you. Who's responsible for creating an environment in which people can be satisfied? Uh, I think the leadership team from mm-hmm. the organization, right? Leadership or ownership, whatever. Sure. Whoever provides and funds those things that we just talked about. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Once that perimeter is set, that playing field is set, though, it's kind of like saying to people, okay, this is what we give to you. You want to jump in and be a part of us or not? Mm-hmm. So remember that that's initiated there, but the employee makes a choice. We're going to find out something different about engagement in a few minutes. Okay. All right. So really we're talking satisfaction. That is those I – mean, I don't want to say tangible because it's not all tangible not things, all tangible. but it's more – I don't know. You can just easily put a clear label on a lot of those things. It's pay. It's benefits. It's schedule. It's work environment. It's coworkers. It's things that make somebody be okay with coming into work every day and be okay with staying there. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's basically it's liking it. it. Yeah. It's liking things. It doesn't mean that the work is necessarily challenging. That's right. It doesn't mean that the work is an exact fit for what they want to do for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's okay. I guess that's a good word to put yep. it. It's okay. Yep. All, right. All right. So now let's change gears. Okay. Let's talk about the word engagement. And this is a word we hear a lot more uh, in the last few years, people talking about this measurement of engagement and trying to understand what is engagement. It's a lot more of a vague term, but I'm going to turn it over to you. How would you define engagement for somebody? They ask you point blank, Tony, what's engagement? What does employee engagement mean? Yeah. That's where I truly love my wife rather than just tolerate everything she does. Okay. Okay. Got it. There is a difference there. It's a commitment. It's a higher level of attachment to something broader than the person themselves. Okay. Got it. This is where engagement is where a person gets something not just to satisfy their basic needs for a job and Mm -hmm. activity, and in a kind of comfortable, likable place. This is where they get something meaningful out of the work they're doing, okay? This is where they attach themselves to something higher. Is it safe to say that emotions and psychology and all these things play a lot more in a a factor in engagement than maybe satisfaction? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. It is a lot more emotion-based because you can't really tangibly put your hand on things. Right. But you know what? Tell me me this. Mm -hmm. Here at the Jackson Group, We've got great employees. Yes. Um, but is there a difference in some who you, you think are satisfied with what they do and are satisfied employees versus those who are notably and noticeably committed to the work that we do here? Well, sure. I mean, I think there's definitely you got both sides of the coin there. I mean, there's there's people that you can look at in any organization and say these are the ones who are trying to make things go forward and they're trying to make the company successful and they're going over and above their, you know, they're, they're, they're thinking in broader terms about how successful we as an organization can be versus those employees where this is my job. I'm going to do this. And I work from these, this hour to this hour. And when I'm done, I can leave 
and may I go home, they, they probably don't think much about work after they walk out the door. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how I kind of see that difference. So it's in at eight thirty, out at five, yeah. exactly, regardless whether work's to be done or anything else. And that's right. that's not an indictment. That's that's okay, you know, mm-hmm. with people. But it is a difference. I think those that are engaged are the ones that are going to. I mean, I hate thinking that they're going to carry the work home with them and think no, about it, but no. it is in their brain a little bit more. They're mm-hmm. spending a little more time thinking outside of normal work restrictions about what can we do to make the company more successful. You know. So why do they do those things? Take the work home, stay a little bit late. And it's not good signs, I'm saying it all the way, mm-hmm. but they're indic- indicative sometimes of commitment. Sure. I'm, I need to get this done. I want to get this done. I choose to get this done. But for what reason? What, what's driving that? Well, to me, it's, it's something in the organization they've bought into. And I think there, again, it comes down to leadership. And I'm sure we're going to talk about what role leadership plays in both satisfaction and engagement. But to me, it's the the organization has created a culture for them where they want to be successful with the organization. It's not just about, well, let me just see if I can get higher higher pay on this in my next review. It's really that I want to see the company grow because if the company grows, I grow with it. We're all better off for it. Mm. That's kind of what I see with it. That's the reason, you know, sure, there are some employees that may come on board with a company and they're going to bust their tail and put in the extra hours. But if they're doing it just so they can get that next title, they can get that next pay grade. That's still to me a satisfaction issue as opposed to an engagement where they're truly doing it because they are really committed to that organization and the work they do. Who do you think works harder and smarter? The satisfied employee or the engaged employee? Oh, the engaged employee. Why do you say that? Well, because the satisfied employee, if you're looking at the purest sense of an employee, a satisfied employee, my guess would be is they're going to do the work that is required of them. And if it's only four hours worth of work, they will make it take eight hours mm. because they are satisfied with what they do, but they don't have any desire to see anything more grow in their job or their career necessarily. So the question in their mind is, well, why do more? If there's nothing sure. else in it for me. I right? know where my paycheck is. I know what my benefits are. Mm-hmm. They tell me to do this. I'm here from this hour to this hour. I'm going to get that done and I'm ready to go home. Yep. That is the purest sense of satisfaction. I realize most employees aren't going to fall on complete polar opposites of these two spectrums. But if you had somebody that was just in it for the satisfaction and not for the engagement, I would see that being a little more of the model. Who makes a better team member, the engaged employee or the satisfied employee? I would think the engaged employee would make a better team member um, because they're looking at the bigger picture of everybody involved, their own future, their own career, the career, the future of the business. I would think they'd make more strategic decisions when working on a team as opposed to, well, just how do we get X, Y, Z done by this time? Years ago when I was uh, in college, I would spend every working holiday and summers and all that working in Cannon Mills in Kannapolis, North Carolina, Mm -hmm. which was defunct now, but but a great company back then. And every time I worked in nice working environments, a cutting room where the lighting was good, the people were pleasant, the work was not too taxing until – the summer I graduated from college and was going to graduate school, and the summer I got married, and they put me on third shift in the bleachery in the middle of the summertime. Mm-hmm. The bleachery is where steam from these hot towels that come out from the bleachery are dumped and then have to be sorted out mm-hmm. before they go to the cutting room. So steam wafts up all day and all night long, and it rains on you all night. Mm-hmm. Lousy work environment. Yeah. All right? uh, it's loud. It smells because of the bleach and everything. Huge amount of work to be done. Mm-hmm. So they incentivize people to do their work well and f- quickly by giving them time off. 
Mm-hmm. So we were told, meaning the college kids that were there, were told, you empty your four bins back there, which were 20 by 20 by 40 deep, four of those uh, tile line types of bins with these hot steaming tiles. So no matter where the level is when you come in, you empty those four bins, you're finished for the night. Mm-hmm. Well, the college kids and I, we used to have little bets, and we'd bet to get each other a Coke or a pack of nabs or whatever it might be, who would get finished first. We could do that job in six to six and a half hours. Right. Every single night. Okay. Across the alleyway, there were six other guys over there who were not college kids. Mm-hmm. They'd been there most of their lives. One guy named Shorty had been there 47 years in the same job, running the same machine, which is called a mangler machine. Mm-hmm. And tiny little guy. And, uh, you know, we, we basically got read the riot act by those guys because mm-hmm. we were showing them up. Right. And they told us one night, said, guys, you notice we don't talk to you too much. And we said, yeah. And they said, it's because you need to understand one thing. I said, you guys are in here for a couple months doing your thing and getting some good cash, which you don't normally have. And you go out of here and leave and you'll go on to a better career. I said, some of us have been at this 40-some years. He said, I'm going to tell you tonight, this job takes eight hours to complete every night. <laughs> right. Okay? Yeah. And we got the word. Yeah. He says, don't screw it up. There you go. <laughs> don't mess it up for the rest of us. Right. But his world was one of satisfaction. Yeah. Yes. They expanded the work. They expanded the work to fill the eight hours. Mm-hmm. The supervisor was called the man, mm-hmm. right? And he did everything to hide from the man and look busy and all that sort of stuff. Right. All the types of signs of just like, just don't mess up my being satisfied or okay with what I do. It's a pure satisfaction That's mentality. That's exactly right. Right. That's exactly right. So the, the, it is very much of a what's in it for me, the satisfaction, all those scales balance. But engagement, it goes beyond what's in it for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it, it speaks to something Larger, louder, more predominant, more, more uh, something huge in, in our lives. And that might be the meaning behind the job, who we're doing that work for, who the ultimate uh, constituent is of our work processes and things like that. So if you could go back in time and drop in a 100% pure engagement-driven employee into that work environment you were just describing – they would look at you college kids and say, wait a minute, okay, there's a quicker way to do this. Yes. Let's That's see exactly if we right. can work on that process and get better with this. Yep. And I'm going to go talk to my supervisor and say, hey, we found some great ways That's to maybe right. be more efficient. That's right. This look is going to help doing. everybody here. This is going to help the business. We're going to grow. There's yeah. a direct yeah. business outcome between highly engaged right. people and the quality and the amount of work done, if you want to put sure. it that way, than there is just the satisfied employee. Not that both are totally satisfactory right. in terms of production. Don't, don't get me wrong. But there's a high correlation the business outcomes okay. with the engaged employee. Gotcha. Yeah. So the idea is that which one has more impact on profitability, growth of the business, it's going to be the engaged employee Absolutely. versus because those in the care. pure satisfaction. Arena. They care what that work means. Okay. You see? All right. Um, let me take you back to that plant operations group that I sure. mentioned before, that mm-hmm. the guys who you know, generally satisfied with a job, put in about four, four and a half, five hours of work a day, some of them, right. others more so. I had two guys during the interviews with those folks, um, individuals, that I was just so pleased to hear two individuals at separate times hooked their day-to-day work to a higher goal. In other words, they were more engaged than some of their colleagues were in their okay. work. Sure. Here's, it's a healthcare environment, so let me tell mm-hmm. you about it. This one guy, part of his job is to go into patients' rooms, mm-hmm. take off the air return cover, and clean the filters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keeps the work more efficient, the airflow more efficient, things like that. Right. This is an old hospital. And this one gentleman told me, he said, you know, Tony, he said, I would never 
I would never go into a patient's room to uh, take that cover off when there's a patient in there or a family member, or even okay. if there's a patient member there, patient there, but they're you know comatose, whatever. It's, if there's a family member there, I will not take that cover off. I will not go in that room. Okay. I said, why wouldn't you do your job? And I wasn't hearing him correctly. You know? Yeah, sure. I said, why wouldn't you do it? He said, I didn't say I wasn't going to do my job. I said, I'm not going to do it when somebody's there that can see what a mess these things are yes. that we have behind there. And it's because I know that how clean the hospital is and how the hospital looks is a direct reflection on the type of quality care they think they're going to get. Mm-hmm. So if they see trashy stuff behind air return vents, they see trash on the floor, they see lights that don't work, they think uh, drippy faucet, all they're sitting there thinking is, well, if they can't take care of that, how are they going to take care of mom yep, or me exactly. or whatever it might be? Well, Direct connection to yeah. something higher, a bigger purpose. And you know what? That guy, I think, was engaged. Oh, absolutely. In his work and his life in, the, in that job. Rose, or than just simply saying, well, I'll check it off my list and go in there and get that cleaned up no matter That's what. That's right. I was going to give a similar example about, uh, you know, a lot of people like to complain about it when they're in a hospital setting, people barging in at different times to yep. do tests or draw blood or whatever it may be. Could be the middle of the night, flip on the lights, oh, come yeah. in there loud, loud talking. They're doing their job. They've yep. got a requirement. They need to go visit these patients in these hours and do these tasks. It's the way you do it. That's right. You know, if they're just barging and doing it, they're, they could be very satisfied employees with what they do. Yep. The engaged one's the one that says, let me make sure I'm doing this the right way to where the patient's the most comfortable. I don't want to alarm them. I don't want to wake them up if I don't have to, that type of thing. But even so, if they come in and switch on the light, which mm-hmm. you would have to do, sure. and they show them, check the wristband, which they're required to do, and do all the things they're required to do, but what they say to the patient is, well, you'll get back to sleep in a little bit. I just got to, you know, this is what they want me to do, though. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, but I got to do my job. Yeah. As opposed to telling the patient, you know, we want to keep close check on everything that's mm-hmm. important to you. And one of the ways to do it is to run the clock. So we don't want anything to slip by us at all. That's why we want to stay here. And so I'm that's right. sorry for the interruption, but this is exactly. why. That's it a, gives some meaning to it. That's right. That's a more engaged employee. Because nowhere right. on that to-do list does it say, explain this and this and this to the patient. It's just do this job. That's exactly right. And they're going above and beyond that. That's right. There. This episode is brought to you by Drive Leadership, a leadership development and consulting service of the Jackson Group. Drive Leadership is a comprehensive process for preparing current and future leaders for active, results-oriented roles in rapidly changing organizations through the use of leader assessments, skills development sessions, individual or team coaching, and online reinforcement. To learn more about the Drive Leadership concept, visit its website at www.driveleadership.com. We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show. So, okay, so if we know the definitions of satisfaction and engagement, and obviously employees are going to fall somewhere in that range. I mean, you've got some that are just all about satisfaction, and that's all they're doing with their job. You've got others that are truly engaged. Most are going to be somewhere a mix of the two. You're going to find mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. hybrids in between, and they can be anywhere on those two scales. You yep. know, um, Let's talk a little bit about what's out there right now in the workplace. I mean, okay. uh, we were looking at a poll just recently yeah, that was done and research showing that 28% of U.S. employees are considered actually engaged in their job. Mm-hmm. 
and then 17% are actively disengaged. What does it mean to be disengaged? What what does that mean for an employee? Well, disengaged are pretty active about their unwillingness to be involved and their lack of enthusiasm about what they do. They'll complain, they'll gripe, they'll shoot down the organization. Okay. They portray and voice their displeasure with the place where they're working. Mm-hmm. They'll talk about them and us and that type of thing. Okay. So, so you hear and see expressions of that displeasure. So is it, clear, is it safe to say that then disengagement is also based on emotions, just like we said, engagement. The idea of engagement is an emotional reaction. It's just a very negative reaction yep. emotionally to the place. Yep. It's not a matter of saying, well, I'm not really satisfied with my job, but I do it and I get my paycheck and go home. Disengagement is truly, I'm going to complain about this to others. I'm going to talk about it outside the workplace. I'm going to you know, raise a stink if something's not going the way it ought to be going. That's yep. disengagement. Well, but remember what you, what's in between what you just say about 28% fully engaged mm-hmm. And what, what was 17%. that 17%. That leaves about 55% of people who are what we call the movable majority. Okay. Majority of the people that you can move either way. And I know we'll talk later about what do you do to engage a person. Right. Let me go back to a question I said I was going to ask you earlier. Okay. We're in the midst of this data. Mm-hmm. I want to come back to that. Um, we said before that the satisfying workplace is a construction of the organization. Yes. All right. It, it builds a framework. Mm-hmm. Says this is what the house looked like. Choose to work in it or not. Yes. Who's responsible for constructing or building the level of engagement in the workplace? My my immediate thoughts would be is that it's both leadership and the employee themselves, right? Well, I think you're right. I think it falls almost always on the shoulders of line of sight leadership. Okay, some more immediate leadership, those are immediately above employees. Yeah, and line of sight, you know, me and my supervisor, my department director, my manager, okay. whomever I see. All right. Because what what they are representing to me is what this organization is supposed to be about. If they don't tell me mm-hmm. how my job links up to overall patient care, overall mm-hmm. productivity, overall profitability of the company, uh, those types of things. If they don't help me visualize that, see that, and link to that, mm-hmm. where am I also going to get it? Hmm. I can't read the financial statements myself. I don't look at all the patient satisfaction surveys. I don't do all those types of things as a staff employee. But somebody's got to translate that for me and remind me and sell me on the fact that, hey, what you're doing is important. And it's important for these reasons. So sounds like what you're saying is top-level leadership. Let's take a large organization may not have that much impact on day-to-day engagement for an employee. It's more of that immediate line-of-sight supervisor and leadership role for that employee that can create that engagement culture for them. I think I I would stand by that, yeah. I think I would stand by that because, you know, senior leadership can voice in group meetings and things like that and put up printed words about how important the work is. But who gets to reinforce that? Yeah, true. But the good thing is that I guess for for those top level leaders to remember is that you, you, they still have a very active role in engagement, and that they have to make sure the people that report to them are very engaged and, because it has yep. to be a trickle down through That's the organization. Right. That's right. Okay, so it has to start at the top. Yep. But an actual employee, the level of engagement they build around them, that culture. Yep. The most impact has to be from that immediate supervisor. It's, around it's them. a scary organization when we do surveys of employees when we find that the leadership mid leadership level mm-hmm. is not engaged yeah all right you might have a senior leadership you might even have it at staff mm-hmm. pretty unlikely you don't have a staff you don't have a middle 
But when your middle leadership is not on board, it's yep. a scary place. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. I, mean, right. I can see that. Because then you've almost got a – there's almost a, a channel between – an open channel uh, between – the, 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 Yeah, gulf between the top-level leadership mm-hmm. and employees. Yep. And that's a huge that's a huge thing to overcome there. So, okay. all right. So the idea is that engagement, you know, where satisfaction, I think all levels of leadership can help create a role, uh, an environment of satisfaction. Engagement, it sounds like it's a lot more impactful at that immediate supervisory level. Although every level of leadership needs to make sure they're creating that level of engagement for the level below them. The the environment that everybody helps create should be one that is one that promotes engagement. Okay. Let's put it that way. All right. So what, what's the dangers with different levels of satisfaction and engagement? Because I can imagine, I mean, we were just talking about our examples where employees can be anywhere on the scale. You could have one that's extremely satisfied with their job, but very disengaged. Yep. You could true. have some that are extremely engaged, but not happy with the satisfaction level. What's some of the scenarios there? And I, I guess let's kind of create one here. Let's say if you have a very low satisfied employee, but highly engaged, what could that mean for an employee? What, what could be the, the strengths or weaknesses with that kind of employee? Okay. Well, it is, it's quite possible to have a highly engaged employee and a one with a low satisfaction. And therefore they could be described as a bad employee. Okay. All right. And I think about this. They could be engaged with the, the purpose of why they're doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They could love the nature of the work to be done. Right. They see, can connect their work to a higher purpose and still rail against things that are not right in their immediate work environment. Mm-hmm. My supervisor is lousy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love what we're trying to do here. But you know what? That person doesn't okay. support that or anything I else. I see that. Yes. I don't get any feedback about how I'm doing. I'm shooting in the dark here. Okay. Right? Or they might not like the pay structure, all those other factors to the point where, you know, in this day and age, what we're finding right now is that a lot of people are engaged in their workplace and the work they do, but they're becoming dissatisfied because there's been a lot of takeaways mm-hmm. in the terms of pay and benefits in many organizations. And probably workload as well is increased. In other words, that imbalance is there on the satisfaction okay. side, no matter where engagement is. So it's possible where an employee could be fully engaged with the organization, the type of work they do, the type of uh, service they provide. But if they're not satisfied with the day-to-day stuff, you still got a problem situation to deal with. Absolutely. Because actually Absolutely. that would be the kind of employee you don't want to lose. Well, you've got some stuff to fix yeah. is what it is. Right. That's okay. right. Yeah. The one thing I will say that I guess helps in that situation, or at least is a positive, if you have a highly engaged employee but may not be as satisfied day-to-day, is that at least with that engagement, they're probably going to be a little more willing to roll with the punches yep. on some satisfaction things. They're going to be know? more tolerant. Exactly. And they're going tolerant to good word cut you more of a break. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's very much like saying back to the spouse situation. If I love my wife, I'm going to tolerate those irritations. Yes. Unless the, the presence of those irritations get so consumptive and so yeah. much a part of our life together mm-hmm. that you just can't ignore them and they just go, the heck with this. Mm-hmm. That's when the people say, I don't get paid enough to do this. That's right. No matter how I feel about the level of work I'm doing. Okay. So that's one extreme. Let's go, let's flip it to the other side. Let's say you've got an extremely high satisfied employee. Yep. Very low engagement though. Yep. Or they just don't have any engagement uh, to speak of. What's the pros and cons there? What's a good thing about that kind of employee? Is this low engagement? Yeah, low engagement, high satisfaction. satisfaction. Is there anything good about that kind of employee? Yeah, I I think, you know, the the fact is that, let's let's be very honest about it, some jobs are very task-oriented. Sure. They don't have a whole lot of breadth and depth of 
menial environment beyond what they do every day in front of a mm-hmm. picture an assembly line worker. Yeah. Putting legs of a stool into the base of a stool, gluing it, and sending it on. Boom, 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 And you're going to talk to that person about being involved and engaged and part of the decision-making process and so on and so forth. It's the same way that you would with another person, say, in healthcare or whatever. Sure. I think sometimes the tighter the job is about task orientation, the more – Likely it is that what we push is satisfaction, mm-hmm. despite engagement levels. Okay, you know? so there, there. I'm sure there's plenty of plenty of jobs out there where the satisfaction becomes a little more paramount than maybe that overall engagement. But I think we could also. I think both you and I agree. It's kind of a stretch to see that as a positive. The ideal situation is still high satisfaction with a good level of engagement. Right. The danger right. you've got, and I think we've already hit on this already, where that highly satisfied employee but low engagement. What's the danger to the organization? Well, it's lack of what could be full productivity, it's lack of connection to the business outcomes, there's all those things that they're not really helping move the organization forward as Mm -hmm. much. They are just kind of spinning the wheel to keep things going. Yep. So person person gets in a job and they're taught their job. It's not a challenging job. It doesn't use their particular skills, their particular skill sets. Right. They're not maximizing their potential, but it's a job. Mm -hmm. In a tight environment, it's a job. Sure. Person satisfied because hey, it's still a job mm-hmm. tomorrow as it is today as it was yesterday because I'm doing the same thing, and I can live with that. Yeah. That's acceptable to high satisfaction, but not engagement. Okay, okay. What it, we're basically saying is that both are important. Yep, I think they they serve dual roles, and that you know satisfaction is really about performing the task, getting the task done, and making sure that person is is happy and okay with what mm-hmm. they're doing day to day. That engagement, though, that's kind of the crown jewel for a lot of employees is the idea is to have a very engaged workforce, uh, even though it may not be as critical in some of those more routine day-to-day jobs. To have some level of engagement is still important there because you want that employee to drop in the, the, the assembly line and say, there might be a better way we could do this. There might be a more efficient way we can do this. I'm yep. going to go talk to others and see if we yep. can do it. Yep. There's benefits on both sides. Yep. So knowing that um, – Let's talk on, back to the satisfaction side. As a leader, anybody in a leadership role, whether it's top-level leader uh, working with their, uh, their, the people that report to them or more immediate supervisors, department leaders, and all that, what are, what are they accountable for? What do they have control over on the satisfaction range of things? What are the things that you know, can be done to make sure that the satisfaction is there for those employees? If what you want are happy employees, satisfied mm-hmm. employees, just feed them. Okay. Feed them what they need to sustain themselves. All, all right. right? given acceptable wages, acceptable benefits, or, or even great benefits, that type of thing, mm-hmm. um, given the attention that they need interpersonally in the okay. workplace, given right. a, a pleasant group of employees to work around, give them a job that's not too stressful and not too demanding mm-hmm. uh, for the long periods of time. Who was it? Um, gosh, I think it was I think, you know, Catherine the Great, Empress of Russia or whatever, that said that, you, you know, Several things are important to be happy in your work, and one of those was not do too much of it. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. can't remember those right now, but it, it's the factor of you give them the basics and 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 keep the lid on things. Okay. So, if your goal as a leader was to just make sure you had a satisfied work environment, you want people to be happy coming into work, happy leaving at the end of the day, then it's a, a, a tend to those needs. Is sure. find out those more. Sure. 
uh, tangible, physical, more uh, work environment needs that they can address and make sure they're, they're like you said, fed. Correctly. I, I always tell leaders that I work with, I said, you know, one of the primary jobs of a leader or manager is to be a junk mover. Mm-hmm. You clear the junk out of the way between the job and the person who wants to do that job acceptably well. Yeah. You know, and so part of that is removing the junk out of the way, fixing problems when they occur. You know? Well, I know in the years past, I mean, we've been conducting employee satisfaction or engagement surveys for, you know, over 20, 25 years now. And I can remember a lot of the surveys many years ago used to focus a lot more on the satisfaction elements. How do you feel about your pay? How do you feel about your benefit package? How do you feel about your hours of work? How do you feel about workload? It's all tangible things that really relate directly to satisfaction. You know why we focused on that, by the way? Why? Because we were coming off high employment into labor-intensive organizations Mm -hmm. where labor unions and other factors were keeping things in line pretty much. And those are defensive types of things to, to ask about in a survey. You know, they're, they're necessary, but they're defensive. Yeah. Are we covering your, how's your wages? Okay. How's your benefits? Okay. Mm-hmm. How's your work environment? Okay. That yeah. type of thing. And it's a keeping the lid on those types of things. Okay. But the nature of the employee changed yes. from the 50s to now. And that's where we're seeing a lot more questionnaires and instruments going towards the idea of engagement. That's right. How do we measure engagement for an employee? How can we make sure that that employee is getting what they need from that emotional level, more of that connection to the organization, the commitment level, mm-hmm. hopefully retention level as well? So it's because what a lot of employees want. Yeah. A lot of employees want that. Yeah. Okay. So what do we normally advise organizations to do if they want to focus on improving engagement with an employee workforce? I think there's some basics, you know, that just can't be ignored. And, and uh, But remember remember this. If, if what we want is for a person to, quote, do the job, mm-hmm. the first thing we have to do is define that job for them so they know what they're doing. Okay. I know you and I are going to talk later on in another session about expectations made sure. of people from CEOs to managers and leaders, for example. All right? It's just as important with staff that they get clarity of what am I expected to do. Mm-hmm. The second part of that, though, is not only what I'm expected to do, but what I'm encouraged to do or allowed to do. Right. That's the growth part. Okay? okay. Remember that you're going to get the job done from either of both ways mm-hmm. of compliance, just do what I'm told to do, mm-hmm. or commitment. Mm-hmm. Now, between those two, Alan, let me ask you, between compliance that gets the job done or commitment that gets the job done, which of those do you think we get more of these days in the workplace and promote more of? Um, compliance. Yep. We're still in that old mood. Mm-hmm. Here's still, the job. Just do the job. That more, huh? yep, just do the job. Okay. Mainly because it's easier to get compliance. Okay. Compliance basically translates to here's your job, do it or else. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't often say that anymore. Thank goodness. But that's the implication. Right. Here it is. Get it done. Mm-hmm. Commitment is tough to get. Yeah. Commitment goes beyond. Commitment is selling the person on the value of what they're doing mm-hmm. so they will want to do, all right? Much is the same between satisfaction and engagement, okay? Yeah. So what we have to do, as I said a moment ago, is make sure the person knows what's expected, but what's also allowed and encouraged. Okay. If we want them to be meaningfully involved in their job and the growth of their job, give them the chance to voice that. So we ask yeah. opinions. We do a lot of asking yeah. to get people involved in their work. Well, I was going to say employee involvement Yep. And giving them that ability to take action when they see something that could use action. The latitude to do that. It's a huge okay. element of engagement. Yep. I mean, that's where, you know, I keep going back to your uh, your, your uh, Cannon Mills example, yep. but 
you know, there you were dealing with employees that it was all about the compliance. We have to do what we're supposed to do every day. But if they saw something that could improve or something or some people that were doing the job better, more effectively, that's an initiating action. That's I'm going to take action to try to see if we can do this across the whole department or whatever. I know we run out of time, but let me give you a little quickie example again, just Mm -hmm. of that factor. Sure. I once heard of an orderly, a guy who pushes wheelchairs and carts and so on and so forth in a hospital, young kid. Mm This hospital was very understaffed, and even in the areas of admissions and things of that nature in the ED. And this one person said that he knew that. And he knew that probably people who are patients or family members being admitted are very aware of the waiting time, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's in the ED or the admissions process and all that. And, of course, the more understaffed you are, the longer the waits are because things take longer to get done. Right. He told me later, he said, you know, I was very much aware of that. And, yeah, the fact is that I don't like to, you know, try to rush to get everything done. But when I round a corner with a wheelchair coming to pick up a freshly admitted patient who's been sitting there for hours waiting to be admitted and all the paperwork, what I start doing once I am out of their eyesight, but as I'm moving in their eyesight around a corner, I start walking faster, almost running with my wheelchair, and then say to them when I get there, I said, Got here as fast as I could. Let me get you to your room. I know mm-hmm. you've been waiting a long mm-hmm. time. Right. He said, do I feel like running? Do I feel like No. He said, but I know that they're going to make it either better or worse on us who work here because of how they see the quality of care. Yeah. Okay. So he's given that's, the image of sure. it. And that thinking to do that, that's part of engagement. Well, there's no satisfaction-based reason for him mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. It the, doesn't, the it doesn't pay him more. Get your wheelchair there right. when you're paged and go pick up the person right. and take them from the room. It doesn't pay him more. It doesn't cause him to work less That's hours. Right. It's all about he's doing that because it's the right thing to try to do for that patient to give him that, that image. That's exactly yeah. right. Um, education is a big thing I see a lot with the idea of engagement. Yep. You know, when in an organization, a leader invests in education, training, supporting that with their employees, they're basically saying, we want you to be a part of this team. We want yep. you here for the long haul. We want you to help grow in your role. Yep. Where somebody that's just you know in a routine job where there's no level of engagement is generally not given those kind of opportunities. True. So education training is a big thing we see well, in the surveys as well. In broad sense, and there's been research done on this, that's four major criteria for the engaging workplace. Okay. One, it has to be seen as and active as a learning place, yes. a place of learning. And you're just speaking to that. The other is a responsive place. Mm-hmm. Employees who are in, are likely to become engaged in their work as well as the workplace feel like their needs are responded to, okay. as are the needs of the organization. Mm-hmm. In other words, somebody wrote an article one time that says, let's just get it done. You know, mm-hmm. That's responsiveness. The other one is sociability. You know, that people want a place that's not harsh to work in sure they want good collegial relationships Mm -hmm. and you know it's not a matter of that everybody has to like everybody but they have to respect the positions have to get along and not get in each other's way so sociability in the workplace is a addition to the engaging workplace and that that plays into that emotional psychological side of things with absolutely with the engagement as well sure and the final factor of the four was supportiveness Mm. They want that supportiveness. They want their supervisor to say, how you doing? Yeah. They want the supervisor to say, let me tell you how you're doing your job. You're mm-hmm. doing great. Mm-hmm. And here's what you're doing so well. Good for you. They want that feedback. They want that inquiry. They want that opportunity for growth. They want the, you know, the work around good, pleasant coworkers. 
and they want to work in a place that takes care of things. I think uh, I think the idea of feedback is so important as well. I mean, yes, you got to have feedback for any type of employee to make them successful, whether yeah. it's all about satisfaction or engagement. But I think it becomes so much more important on the engagement side because there again, if somebody's just doing their job and just punching the clock, going in, checking out, doing their job, you know, if they're not getting that feedback, and I'm not, it doesn't have to be a structured, formal type of feedback, just something where they're getting feedback from their, their leader. Sure. How are you doing? Yep. Uh, let me tell you what I'm seeing, and here's some mm-hmm. things we might want to try to work on for the next month or so. Rather than just waiting to evaluation time That's or right. when they screw up. That, mm-hmm. the, the message is, even though some employees may get a little rubbed wrong by that by saying, wow, they're always talking to me about what I need to do better or how I can improve. The ones who are seeking that level of engagement with the organization are going to thrive on that. They love it. They want that feedback constantly because they know if they can get better with their job, they've got a longer future with that company. They can help the company grow. It's a a mutual benefit to everybody. Somebody once said that the best thing you can do for a person you truly care about, which is how we want employees to feel, right? best thing you can do for a person you truly care about is to give them direct, honest, candid feedback. Yes. You know? Because they're going to get it from somewhere else. It's going to be there, but you might as well control it as well. So I think involving people, educating, providing that learning environment, showing appreciation, demonstrating appreciation, giving feedback, the dialogue that goes on there, helping people maximize their talents. Mm. You know, rarely do we get people engaged in a workplace if they're doing menial work when they're far beyond capacity in that. You know? Well, plus, I, 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 to kind of spin off of that, something I like to see organizations do. And we luckily have been fortunate to be able to do this in our own company as well is when you find somebody that has some skills or talents that are not being utilized in the job they're currently in, Mm -hmm. it's helped them look at ways that maybe they could be used for other aspects within the business, if possible to utilize those skills, because not only are you benefiting the business in the end and that putting better match of skills with, uh, with, with needs, but you're also engaging that employee a lot more. They see it as, well, I'm going to be not only uh, – maybe I was already satisfied to begin with, but now I'll be even more engaged to the organization because I'm doing something every day that I'm really good at doing yep. as opposed mm-hmm. to just cutting short my, my skills and talents in a more, more routine job. Yep, yeah. yep. You so, got it. Mm-hmm. It's – you know, the fact is that the connection between the organization and the person in that job has to be strong. Yeah. And the connection points are feedback, involvement – communications, use of talents, recognizing those talents and use of those talents, and then obviously a sale job. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I still go back to line of sight leadership. It is helpful to get people engaged by reminding them of how important their work really is, mm-hmm. what good they're doing for somebody else beyond just their job, mm-hmm. how their job connects, how that plan ops guy says, you're right, you know, we want to present the best quality care image we possibly can. So you're right to not take that cover off in that room and right. do that maintenance work when they're there because it looks trashy. You know, it sounds like it ties in a lot with the mission and values and Absolutely. some of those things that the organization has. It's constantly reinforcing those with the employees as well. It helps with the engagement side. Well, it's it's very much like you know my personal practices. It's, a lot of our work is is with healthcare, mm-hmm. and I love it when a CEO will read to managers and to staff and put on tapes and everything else letters that they get from patients or family oh, members, yeah. you know, because That's that nice. connects not only that employee to the organization, but to the work of that organization, their constituents, if you would. Sure. Okay. Stakeholders. Great. Well, so what we're, what we're summarizing here is that satisfaction and engagement are two different aspects of an employee's culture and what they see towards their company they work for. 
Both are controllable. Both have actions assigned to them to help. Both are needed. Both are needed. Yep. And it's not a matter of we should only focus on the engagement and forget satisfaction. Right. You've got to have both. That's right. But at the same time, the engagement are the ones that have more of the direct connection to those positive business outcomes, uh, uh, financial strength, the success, growth of a company. Engagement is what's going to get you there. Yep. Satisfaction is going to get the job done. Engagement is going to push you forward. Yep. And leaders, we all play roles in how do we help manage both satisfaction and engagement for our employees. Yep. And the ways to handle those are sometimes very different. And those Real groups. key question. I ask this of groups a lot, and I'll ask you. Mm-hmm. Do you like everything that you do every single every minute of the day? No. Okay, you don't enjoy everything? Not everything. But would you work anywhere else right now? No. Well, that's the difference. Yeah. You may not be totally satisfied every moment because satisfaction is transient on what happens around me, what I work with, what I have to be given to work with, the job I'm there, the people around, everything else. That's transient, like an up and down sawtooth. Yes. But commitment, pride, engagement stays pretty high level. If you're there, you tolerate a lot of the dissatisfying things in life. Exactly. Okay. Great. Okay. Good topic. This yeah. is great. I yeah. think this is a well needed at this time. So wonderful. Well, with the Jackson Group, we're both Tony Jackson and Alan Jackson here, and uh, just a little bit of background on some of the work we do day to day. Tony's Drive Leadership Program. I know we do a couple of plugs throughout the show, but uh, Dad, you do a lot of work with organizations on leadership development. Yep. And I know the idea of probably coaching engagement and building engagement with the workforce yep. is something you work with as well. Absolutely. And people can see more about Drive Leadership at driveleadership.com or through the Jackson Group's website, which is thejacksongroup.com. That's where I am dealing with employee satisfaction and engagement surveys, as well as patient and customer satisfaction as well. And uh, this is Leadership GPS. We get together every month to talk about some aspects of leadership and some uh, advice and discussions that we hope can help build those of you either already in leadership positions or hoping to go into a leadership position in the future. And we'll be back uh, next month or at least in the next few weeks with our next topic. And we'll look forward to talking with you then. In the meantime, feel free to check out any of the other business-related shows on TheMesh.TV. That is TheMesh.TV, T-H-E-M-E-S-H.TV, to see any of the other podcast shows that we have available. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll look forward to talking to you next month. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.